those kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Somebody's out there. Some or something. <laughs> Saber's coming. Come on, man, we gotta go. Saber's hungry. You'll stay out of the basement. I must have your beautiful hands. Listeners, it was Garrett. It was Garrett. Garrett is the name. If you listen to our last episode, we were trying to think of the name of our friend's family, friend, older person that would spend the holidays with them that was not their Granny Deaver, that was not related to them. It was an old lady named Garrett. It was an old lady named Garrett. (laughs) Bless you, Garrett. (laughs) Wow, bless you. Daniel thought it was Dale, and it was not Dale. It was Garrett. It was Garrett. And I... I remembered the second we finished the episode. It's true. It's, it's true. true. It's completely I was literally true. About, I, was, I opened up a text to text my mom, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's Garrett. It is Garrett. This is Garrett. Anyway, welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Um, we are going through Goosebumps Triple Header Book One. I'm this, Dana Montgomery. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is the... The, the second shocking tale of terror in the triple header first book, Spin the Wheel of Horror. Does this not already give you um, One Day at Harland tease? Yes. Like, the house down boots. Like, this is just like, this whole story, and I'm not mad at it. In fact, I like it. But, like, this whole story is literally just take the last 20 pages slash 20 minutes of One Day at Harland, put it in a blender, and then Xerox it or copy it and then print it out and now you have Spin the Wheel of Horror. Do you know what this story is to me? I almost refuse to believe it wasn't a Give Yourself Goosebumps story. And it seems like the things that happen in this story seem so sort of like a random choice that, and it turns into slops messy that I feel like it's somebody somewhere was just choosing the next choice on a give yourself goosebumps book and they decided to write it all the there way are no, there is no plot there are just ideas we've already had that's right but get ready okay so i'm gonna read this little introduction as slim and lefty and righty um if you remember slim lefty and ready are are our three-headed narrator yeah they're triple-headed uh-huh and uh slim is gonna sound like this and lefty's gonna sound which was lefty the dumb one yes lefty's gonna be like baby. and then righty's gonna be like huh. okay yeah it's fine with me are you feeling lucky today yeah a lucky thing happened to me i found a cute little puppy on the street Wow, that is lucky. I know. It was delicious. I got my lucky rabbit's foot here. But it's still attached to the rabbit. No wonder it won't fit in my pocket. Well, if you're feeling lucky, maybe you'd like to try playing a game. You know what my favorite game is? What? Spin the human. That's not the game I was thinking of. I'm at the TV game show. In our next story, Spin the Wheel of Horror. 
A boy named Tyler and his family find the show very exciting. They have only one small problem. They can't tell where the game ends and the horror begins. Well, sounds like my last relationship. Whoa. So, our story follows Tyler Banks. It follows Lizzie Grant. 12-year-old Tyler Banks and his sister, Emmy. And the the four of them, his, and his parents, and the four of them are going to be, they're driving to be on a game show. Matthew, could you tell us the rules of Spin the Wheel of Horror? Um, the Wheel of Horror Or is, the Wheel of Horror. The yeah. Wheel of Horror is the coolest game show on TV. The way the show works is this. The audience and the host, dressed up like monsters. The contestants spin a big wheel, and they have to go wherever it lands. It's always a scary place, like the Monster Maze or Ghoul Garage. Of course, nothing on the show is real. But the special effects are great. The object of the game is to not scream. (laughs) You can whimper. You can gasp. You can moan and groan. But if you scream, you lose. That's so funny to me. If you make it all the way through without screaming, you win. And I mean beg. Like $100,000. Wow. Do you think you could make it on a game like this? My immediate thought was, yeah, of course I could. But, like, to stop yourself from screaming, sometimes you let out a whoop or a woe, and you don't even know that you're going to. I think I could do this. I think I could win this game. Even in Monster Maze and Ghoul Garage? Love the alliteration. Tyler thinks he'll they'll be fine as long as they don't land on Haunted House. Because apparently, again, alliteration. I'm gagged. So apparently, if you land on haunted house, the haunted house is filled with bats, and Tyler's absolutely terrified of bats. Something we've never seen before. They've been driving. The family's been driving for a while, and it's only 15 minutes till the the show's airing. That seems irresponsible to me. Yep, and the, everyone knows in show business, if you're on time, you're, you're late. late. Mom, the mom thinks they might be lost, and the dad decides, well, maybe we'll just drive a little bit further to see if we can find the Biggie Burger sign. Alliteration, drink every time there's alliteration. A ding, ding, ding. And apparently that's a marker for where they're gonna, they are need to turn or whatever, when they see the Biggie Burger. And Emmy says, uh, you know, Biggie Burger, we're not going to stop bumper. there, are are we? And this is no, but dad says, we'll, 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 if we win, we'll have a big feast at Biggie Burger. And right when he's saying that, a green and white police car shows pulls up behind them. Wow, this is too scary. I already am terrified, and I've lost because I just screamed. I just screamed because of the police. Yeah. Um, the police officer is, that pulls them over is uh, a monster. With green, scaly skin, three, count them three, this is triple header after all, yeah. red eyes, and oh, I hate this. A round mouth that whistles and gurgles. So he just looks like a police officer. <laughs> they scream. I know. and But Dad knows it's part of the show. And he says, okay, officer, where do I go? And the monster sort of like thumbs to the side, points so to a side road. So if this is all part of the show, I guess they can't scream. and They can scream as long as they want to up until airtime. Yeah, I, I think you're thinking about it too much. 
Oh, oh, for sure. So he points out the side road that I guess is immediately there right now, and they drive down the side road. Cool, this is weird. But they show up to, the side road leads them to this old crumbly brick warehouse. Sounds like my ex's place. And the dad says, this can't, they say this can't be right, and the dad says, well, maybe this is just a back entrance. And... I don't know. So they they park. They go inside the crumbly brick warehouse. And once they go inside, it's pitch black. Sounds like a date with my ex. (laughs) And then in the middle of the darkness, somebody grabs Tyler's waist. And Tyler almost screams. But the lights turn on. And it's a scary, bony monster with black eyes and yellow teeth. Wow, it sounds like my ex. Yeah. The monster croaks like a sick frog. And this skeleton bony thing shoes them down this hallway that I guess they are in. And not only shoes them, sort of starts to like chase them down the hallway. If you want to go down the hallway, turn to page 53. If you want to stay and scream, go to page 12. We're going to go to page 53. Around the corner and through these double doors, they run out into stage filled with bright lights. One day at Horrorland. And on the stage, there's an announcer. It's a wolf man in a suit and a black cape. I'm already having trouble keeping these visuals clear in my brain. Yes, there is a skeleton monster that's shoving them in front of a live audience of monsters. With now, wolf- it's a scary bony monster. Oh, a bone monster. Okay. And then this is like a wolf in a suit with like a magician's black cape or something. Oh, my And ex. he introduces them to the live audience. And the live audience is literally made up of all monsters like One Day at Horrorland Part 2. Uh, the TV episode. Everyone cheers. And, and our host with his furry face and his long white teeth dripping with saliva. Sounds cute, actually. He asks them, do you want to be baked or fried? Girl, I'll take both. Like, I think I need to be baked to go into this game show. Wow. I, fe- I feel fried just like my hair. Oh. Tyler's nervous about it, but... His parents think it's a funny question. They say, baked, it's healthier. And the, the host says, okay. He takes them over to this, you know, the the wheel, the wheel of horror. Spin the wheel of horror. And the wheel is wheeled by a woman. And this woman has long black hair, red lips, and sharp teeth. Wow, sounds like my ex's mom. They all spin the wheel as a family. And the wheel spins and spins. What is that song? What is that? Wheel, Wheel of, of morality. morality, turn, turn, turn. turn. Tell, Tell us a lesson that we should learn. learn. It lands on Hotel for Ghouls. And that is where the alliteration ended. A curtain rises behind the family, and they turn around, and it is a dirty, old, creepy hotel lobby there waiting for them. Oh, so that's what's inside this crumbly brick warehouse. Um, a live audience, a curtain, and then behind the curtain is a hotel. Good thing they good thing they landed on that. Wow. Good thing they have all this money from their advertisers to pay for this expensive TV show. This hotel lobby is covered in green slime, cobwebs, and dead plants. Wow. Sounds like my next place. And a, a, a wall rises up between them and the audience, and now they're roll alone. And here we go, you guys. So Tyler swats away a lone skeleton hand resting on a dusty bell and ding, ding, dings the bell, but absolutely nothing until. So, so just to take a step to the side, 
they know that they they just have to be in this place and not scream. They just have to be in this place and not scream. But Tyler's like, I'm, I'm going to just see explore around, I guess, because we can't just stand still or something. Although you could. And he he tries to ding that bell. Nothing happens. But then he feels something crawling up his leg. Turn to page 42. And he almost screams, but Emmy covers his mouth. <laughs> something crawls up her leg, too. He reaches down and pulls out a black snake. And the black snake is wrapped around his leg, and he thinks, oh, this can't be real. It must be a rubber black snake. This is too terrifying, but then all of a sudden there are snakes everywhere. Big, fat ones with orange specks and cold black eyes covering the floor. And they start to coil all over them, all over them, wrapping tightly around Timmy's, Tyler's throat. Now, where did these snakes come from? All over the place. And did they just like immediately appear? Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. One starts to wrap itself around um, Tyler's throat. Um, Sounds like the last date I went on. That wasn't great. And they start pulling him down to the floor. The snakes start pulling him down to the floor. And he manages to pull a couple of the snakes off, but then another and another and another and another climb on top of him. And... He manages to, like... He pulls himself up onto the lobby desk, and he pulls Emmy up with him, and they're just both taking turns taking snakes off of them. They try to look for their parents, but their parents is gone. They've just disappeared. The parents have completely disappeared. And um, then Tyler feels something on his face. Oh, no. What is it? It's just a cobweb. Oh, oh, okay. And then they hear a low hum and realize there's an elevator in this lobby. It sounds like this. It sounds like this. The snakes have disappeared by this point. And they go towards um, the light, the, Carol Ann. The elevator door, and the door opens up automatically. And in the in the elevator is an operator with a red uniform that has gold buttons and a black brimmed hat. And he and he says, uh, um, "Can I take you to your room?" And he has a normal half 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 his face is normal, but the other half, his eyeball is hanging out with um, with thick yellow slime and a scar from his eye to his lips and green fuzz on his teeth. Oh, okay. So I feel just as sick as I did with Granny D. They get in the elevator, who knows why, and it takes them to room the Dean. And they're like, okay, okay, we'll just like go to room 13, but like just don't scream. Yeah, it's fine. You just don't scream. And the elevator goes up, starts going up, and the guy walks towards them like menacingly and backs them up against the elevator wall, and they try really hard not to scream. But he gets closer and closer. Let's call him Two-Face. And when Two-Face is almost touching lips with them, the light goes out. And Tyler tries desperately not to scream. And something touches Tyler, and he almost screams, but he realizes it's just Emmy. Oh my gosh, I thought it was another cobweb. And then the light turns on, and it turns out Two-Face is gone. Wait, what? He was just here. He's gone just like our parents. And then the elevator door, uh, the elevator, I'm sorry, the elevator drops. Oh no, then the beat drops. The elevator drops and drops and drops, and then lands, and they don't scream, but it lands with a few hard bumps. It might be hard to not scream in that situation. It'd be really hard to not scream in that situation. The elevator doors open up into a basement, and this basement is absolutely covered in green black scum, and there's a big pool filled with bubbling green gunk that smells like rotten eggs. Sick. They turn back because they're like, this is not where I want to be. I'm supposed to be in room 13. But instead, the elevator is gone. 
What? I swear it was just there. I mean, the elevator's there, but, like, the door's closed. Oh, that's what I meant. And Tyler tries to press the press the button, tries to push the button, but it's totally covered in slime. Oh, this is awful. What a riveting plot. And they try, he, he, press, he presses the slimy button anyway, but nothing happens. So they say, okay, we might as well try and find the lobby. Maybe there's some steers around here. But Emmy slips on the slime-covered floor, and she slips so hard she starts rolling towards the pool. No, Emmy, please. Tyler grabs her just in time before she slides into the pool. Whoa. But they both end up falling on the floor together, and it's too slippery to get up. It makes me think of Jennifer's body. Yeah, it makes me think of Jennifer's body a little bit. Yeah. They hear someone coming towards them. Someone going, and they try and scramble, but they can't get up. So they decide to just crawl through the slime and crawl and crawl and crawl. And they turn around, and it turns out it's their parents. Oh my gosh, I was afraid it was another cobweb. The parents are holding on to each other. They're so scared. But, oh my gosh, please don't scream, please. But none of them scream. A wall panel opens up behind them, like on the wall, and it's in it's it's the lobby. And they can just go back into the lobby. Oh, wow. What a crazy experience in the hotel for ghouls. The mom's like, I don't think this is an actual game show. Like, where is the audience? Where are the cameras? Where are the jokes? Where is the host? Oh, and, one day at Orland, too. And then um, the elevator doors in the lobby open up. Oh, no, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I misspoke. They ask where the parents were, and the parents say, oh, a panel opened up in the lobby wall, and we just fell through it. Oh, oh, now I get it. So they are going to the, now as a family in this basement pool slime room, they're going towards the elevator doors. We've got to stick together. And the two doors open, and inside are two, in the elevator are two monsters. They're huge, tall, covered in fur all over their feet this is gross their feet and hands their feet and hands glistening Both? yep like red raw meat heads the size of basketballs with leathery lips and burning eyes and the mom screams they're real these are they're real ah real no, monsters please so the bloody red raw meat hands and feet basketball leather lip demons start snarling and chase them their huge wet raw meat feet Slap, slip, slapping. slapping on the floor and the family runs around to the side of the pool but the floor starts to tilt and like tilt them towards the pool and they fall into the sink stinking bubbling steaming no, green goo. No, they're stuck in the green goo, but then Tyler hits the bottom of the goo pool and tries to launch himself out of it, but the the pool floor tilts and he slides down and down until underneath all of that green goo, he hears cheering and sees the big bright lights. And it turns out they're all back on stage. Had dreams that made more sense than this. And the whole family is there. They're covered in gunk, but they're so happy. They made it. They made it. Oh my gosh, they're so happy. I can't believe it, I cried, pointing out to the audience. We're back on that stage. Indeed you are, the host agreed. He strode up in his swirling black cape and smiled at us. Congratulations. I climbed to my feet. You mean it's over, I asked. We win? He barked out a laugh. 
Yes, you're definitely winners. What did I tell you? Dad exclaimed as he helped Mem and Emmy swipe wipe off the slime. So we won? I asked again. This is really the Wheel of Horror? Huh? The host shook his head. What's the Wheel of Horror? This is a banquet. Our annual Monster Lodge banquet. And now it's time for lunch. The audience cheered. Let's see now. You said you'd rather be baked than fried, right? Uh, the MC asked. So that seems like that would be the twist ending of it, but it's not. We're going to keep on going. This that, that black-haired woman appears. She's rolling out a table, a big old table. She's wearing a white paper bib with a human on it. Like, uh, like, a, like the bib has a little human on it, like drawing of a human. I get it. On the table is a bowl of torn up bread. And they're like, what is that for? And they're like, stuffing, bread stuffing. You don't think we'd bake you without stuffing you first, do you? Now bend over. The MC licks his fat lips. Mm. And Dad says, run, run. So the family runs, but they run into the arms of the meat monsters from the basement. No, and the meat monsters shove them back on stage. And Tyler says, please, you've made a mistake. We thought this was a game show. We thought this was the Wheel of Horror. They say, don't worry, you'll be delicious. A curtain rises and there's a big... Big oven. Big enough for a whole family. They say, thanks for being such good guests. Now, we want you to stay for lunch. The woman opens the oven door, flames licking, and Tyler looks around in panic. The elevator operator is to one side. Two-Face. Two-Face. The bony skeleton creature on the other, and the two hairy ghouls push them toward the oven. It doesn't matter now. Tyler decides he, he, he has only one choice, and that choice is... To scream. So he decides, fuck it, I'm going to scream now, but nothing comes out. He He realizes realizes he's he's too scared scared to scream. And so is the family. And as they're being pushed into the oven, somebody screams, Congratulations! Congratulations. You're our new winners. The Banks family has won the Wheel of Horror. And the dad says, I knew it! The audience cheers and cheers. It was all a fake out. And the woman hands them one fat check for a hundred thousand dollars. And the the host says, oh, you're such good sports. Do you want your winnings now? Or do you want to risk it all on next week's challenge round? No, thanks, Dad says. I choose my own destiny. We'll take our winnings. And he says, great. And our lunch, too. And oh no, Tyler thought. What do you mean, the MC asks. Um, the dad says, it's simple. We want lunch. We're very hungry. Now I'm going to read the first paragraph and last paragraph of this book. Yes. I stared out the back window of our car and shivered with excitement. I couldn't believe it. Mom, Dad, Emmy, and I, Tyler Banks, age 12, we're actually going to be contestants on The Wheel of Horror, the coolest game show on TV. It's simple. We want lunch, Dad explained. We did a very hungry. I sighed. I was kind of hoping Dad wouldn't do this. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. But after all that excitement, I was starving. My stomach rumbled loudly. I knew that the game had made my whole family hungry. I grinned at the MC. My fangs slid down over my bottom lip, razor sharp, perfect for chewing. 
My claws popped out. Long claws. Excellent for slicing. Let's eat, Mom cried. Let's eat, Dad agreed. And all four of us pounced on the MC. We didn't even bother with the stuffing. I mean, what? I don't know. I kind of live for it. I kind of live for it, too. I absolutely love it. There's a... None of this makes any sense. There's a million plot holes. Also, the four of them are going to eat the MC. There's a whole fucking audience of monsters and giant creatures around that could stop them at any moment. Like, none of it makes none of it really any, makes sense. any sense. It's one day at Horrorland meets I don't know. One girl, day at Horrorland. Girl Guide Monster. Like, and and give yourself goosebumps. Book. It's, it's just such so... a sloppy mess. It could never be a TV. No, episode. it's absolutely batshit. It's plotless, and I kind of absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was a to- It was a lot of fun to read. It was a little challenging to follow, I believe. Yes, there were so many different kinds of monsters with whistle mouths and raw red hands and, and it was, fuzzy and green teeth. And it's like, are we in the basement? Like, what's going on? How, How is the pool fit? tilt? Like, yeah, what like, are you? talking the science, about the physics of all of it doesn't really make any sense but yeah it's also it, a book for kids it's also a big for, book for little kids um if you want to tell us about your favorite thing to get at biggie burger yes i'm i'm starving right now me too you can reach out to us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com you can say hi to me personally just me though at daniel x montgomery on instagram or daniel montgomery on twitter and or you could just say hi to me and um just mail a letter to garrett just write to garrett and put a stamp on it and it will know it'll come straight to um to um to garrett's house to garrett's house and um, she will be ready to receive your letter. So our, our next episode, we will be d- dealing with the last of the three. Yes. This is Teenage Sponge Boys from Outer Space. Yeah, Teenage Sponge Boys from Outer Space. I wouldn't say this is a scary story we're going to get into. Well, um, the actual description of Triple Header says, Three Shocking Tales of Terror. Do you so- think you've been shocked by both the first... By Granny, Ghost Granny, and by Spin the Wheel of Horror? I would say that I was shocked by how gross Ghost Granny was. Yes. And for this one, I would say I was shocked at the description of the small round mouth that was whistling and gurgling and the raw red meat hands and feet that were slapping and the basketball had leathery lips. That was kind of shocking to me because it felt so nasty. Have you felt terror with both of them? Um, uh, I wouldn't say I felt true terror with Ghost Granny, but there is something really terrifying about all the snakes wrapping around you, um, and you just can't do anything about that. Yes, I, I hear that. Um, I, I, for me, it's I, what I've loved the most is the idea of not screaming. That I think that that's my favorite thing that yes, has come up so far. You feel your terror. No, um, so we'll talk about the teenage spa- sponge boys from outer space. You know, very shortly. Yeah, soak it all up with us. Yeah, soak it up. Uh, walk into the walk into the club sponge first. Yeah, <laughs> we'll s- <laughs> we'll we'll see you in out out of spice. We'll see you in out of spice if, if you, you dare. dare. One two three, not only you and.
Just for fun. 